Salam everyone, welcome to the Abwan Chronicles podcast, a podcast hosted by five black Muslim women. Ikran, Istahil, Sahra, Umul Khair, and your girl Hafsa living her best life out in self-imposed exile in London, UK. Join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences, pop culture, identity, politics, and more. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh everyone. Welcome to the Abuan Chronicles podcast. This is Ikran. We noticed that many of you listened to the first few episodes when you first discover our podcast and we wanted to let you know that the audio quality for the first few episodes are not so great, especially compared to our latest episodes. We all live in different cities, so we record our episodes remotely and individually. We have since improved and gotten way better over the years, so please bear with us and we hope you enjoy our podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Abuan Chronicles podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about being third culture kids. I'm Hafsa, Ikran, Istahil, Tahira, and Jumul Khair. So just to clarify, as some of you may already know, most of our core members are from the podcast, Arbilayo. Due to creative differences, we've decided to part ways. For this podcast, we plan to focus on topics related to our life experiences and identities as Muslim, Somali, Western, third culture kids. We welcome any feedback and feel free to message us on Instagram or Twitter at Abwan Chronicles. So what is a third culture kid? As defined by David C. Pollock, it is a person who has spent a significant part of his or her developmental years outside the parents' culture. The TCK builds relationships to all of the cultures while not having full ownership in any. Although elements from each culture are assimilated into the TCK's life experience, the sense of belonging is in relationship to others of the same background. Do we think this is the right definition of TCKs? No, I think that a more accurate description or definition of it would be for uh, kids who live outside their parents' countries and also live outside the countries where they got their passports. And so they're in a third culture where they're in a third place. And that would make them third culture kids. But um, Ikran, I think there, I think there what you're talking about specifically is, for instance, kids who come from immigrant backgrounds, like are, like us, for instance, us being um, Somali Canadians and then going somewhere else. What if it was to refer to someone who, for instance, their parents are Canadians for generations and they're Canadian generations and then they go to a new place? So then the definition pretty much is pretty clear. Well, I think what you're saying is it's not specific to us, right? No, it's not. Yeah, I think this definition of TCK, it needs to be redefined, in my opinion, because here they're dividing the aspect of either you have, uh, you're going to another culture other than your parents, or the culture of the country given on your passport. When it comes to us, we're both of these things. We are first immigrant children, and then on top of that, we left the country that was we were native to, like passport-wise, and we went to a new country. So this definition doesn't apply to us at all in my opinion maybe we should have like a third definition for children like us uh those of us who are part of this podcast all of us um come from immigrant backgrounds meaning our parents were somali refugees and they immigrated to um, western countries namely canada and sweden and we were born and raised in those countries so after that what happened is a lot all of us then moved to the emirates and we spent a huge part of our formative years there. The question is, why do we consider ourselves TCK and if we consider ourselves TCK? I feel like if we're going with the definition that was given, 
then that does not pertain to us in any way because that's what we're I can't about. our cultural experiences are not the same as like Somali Canadians that are here right now and have grown up here and have been there their whole lives as opposed to us who have lived here when we were kids and then we moved and then we were in a completely different country, a third country. But those Somali kids who um, their parents immigrated here and uh, they were born and raised here, they're not considered TCKs. Immigrants aren't under the TCK uh, umbrella. TCKs or third culture kids, they're kids who they moved to another families moved to another country and they have to experience a whole new culture, but they always know they're coming back. When you're an immigrant, you move to another country thinking this is going to be your new home. You completely, not necessarily abandon, but you leave behind your motherland or homeland. Okay, so do you agree yes or no? That the definition? Yes, I agree definition. With the definition. I get what you're saying. Like the back, like the experiences that both kids go through, being namely immigrant kids and TCK kids, they're very similar experiences, right? But I think what the um, the author of the de- definition is trying to say is that the TCK experience is a unique experience, a little bit different from the immigrant experience because they have to come back to wherever, whatever country they come from. Uh, so for us, it would be Canada specifically, and they'd have to deal with society in Canada then so after like leaving canada at a young age going to a new country dealing with a whole new culture learning about all the um social norms of that culture and then coming back to canada you have to readjust mm. i think that's where that's where they're coming from when it, when it comes to tck's mm, i see wait i'm a bit confused so is do we mean third culture as in we're raised outside of where our parents are born or because for us, I don't think it pertains to us because we lived in the UAE. So we left Canada, we went to the UAE, we grew up there, and then we came back to Canada. But for, let's say, Somali kids in Canada, they weren't, they didn't grow up where their parents are from, which is Somalia, right? So they would be considered third culture kids because they're growing up in a country other than their parents. Isn't that the definition? That's what I'm saying. There's, that's the whole point. I'm very confused because it seems like, it seems like you guys think of it and you look at it in different ways. So that's why Kron doesn't agree with it, but Hatsu's like, okay, yeah. Okay, the problem is the definition. The reason why we have all these mixed feelings about it is the definition itself. Because the definition mentions both the parents' culture as well as the culture of your passport, but it doesn't make it two separate entities. It combines them both. When it, both those things can affect the child's life and both those things can be a different aspects of themselves. Do you understand? All right. So my thing with the definition is that it doesn't cover all third culture kids or kids who grow up in different environments because it, I feel like it only covers a specific type of child whose parents have lived in one place and they've grown up in that place and it's all very homogeneous. It doesn't really cover the layered um, or different people who, for instance, come from immigrant backgrounds and then move somewhere else, specifically us. Us, we, our parents are Somali immigrants or refugees we were born in Canada, lived there for a bit, or Sweden, as Sahara is, and then we mm-hmm. lived in the UAE. So we're kind of all over the place in that sense. So I think this definition needs to be fixed, definitely, 100%. Going on from that, okay, um, regardless, although we were born in different countries and we were exposed to all these cultures, and we are, in a way, a sort of t- a type of third culture kids. So how has this expanded our worldview and also benefited us in making relationships, whether social or in a work environment. Okay, so it helps you. It helps you kind of adapt to your surroundings. It helps you understand other cultures. It's easier to to socialize with people, and you're just more open to 
to to things in general. I feel also that little language you pick up. No, I just wanted to go on to the part that the reason that we are like this and that we are easily adaptable is because we're forced to adapt. You have to either you adapt or you don't have a life and you just sit at home and you do nothing. That's true, but the benefit of being a third culture kid, like you're thrown into a situation yeah. where you have no idea what you're gonna do, but you always come out with skills more than anything. It's, yes, you learn like some things happen that experience experiences negative experiences, but it also builds your character. I think well, so it's like a win-win situation. Yeah, initially it might be a little difficult, but with time you just you get used to it and it becomes second nature to you. You don't even have to work hard, and t- you, it becomes easier for you to socialize, to talk with other people. It's just it becomes second nature. You're not intimidated, and that's you, for sure. But at the same time, being a third culture g- uh, kid gives you a lot of time with yourself because that whole that whole part, that whole segue between going from one country to another, starting over, it gives you a chance to kind of reflect and introspect and like and get to know yourself there's definitely a lag between first being thrown into a different culture and find and getting you know like uh experiencing communicating with other people but after you get over that initial hill it's downhill from there like you you become it's much easier for you to go through all these situations plus in the uae Mm -hmm. we're lucky because we weren't the only third culture kids like everyone there is like an expat everyone there came from their own countries or somewhere somewhere else so everyone's dealing with the same thing everyone's coming here together with their own cultures and learning from each other and socializing and picking up new things in my view i think that i think when you when you're like a third culture kid it's not really necessary i don't know if you're gonna dump everything in that term but you'll learn that everything is temporary and you know every time you move or you do something you have to make new friends you know i don't know back in the uae there's no like long there's not a lot of long-term friendships like i don't know how to really explain that but i think like we learned that not everything is going to be permanently yeah yeah, adapted this way you don't get attached to things easily yeah, right. that's the thing. That's as mm. we become more, we, be, we become less emotionally attached to the person because that's, we know we just never know when our grandmothers might say, "Hey, you know what? It's time to go another yeah. to go to, to Somalia or Kenya or something," and then we'll start over there again. So yeah. you don't want to put yourself theme. in that position. Yeah, we definitely sacrifice stability in that sense of friendship and relationships like for that for sure you never invest 100% in anyone when you're a third culture kid because you always have that in the back of your mind like I'm not gonna be here for that long even if you end up staying for 10 years in your mind you're thinking you know I'm not gonna be here for that long you know there's that sense yeah and even if you do become close with someone it doesn't become that difficult to just detach yourself from the situation when when the time comes you know it's not as difficult as it would be for someone who lived somewhere for you know, decade, two decades since they were born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so studies show that kids can't make lifelong relationships. They don't invest emotionally in other people. Do you guys agree with that statement? No. To a degree. To, yeah, to an extent. Because I noticed mm-hmm. it was really easy for me when I when I left the UAE to cut people off so quick. Mm-hmm. Like There are people that I would see every day. And when I left the UAE, I'm like, hmm, do I want to invest in this relationship? Do I really think it's worth having a long-distance relationship with this person? Not really. Normally, I don't think people would cut people off that easily, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think to a degree it's true, 
but I feel like what they're saying is that we're socially handicapped in a way. We're not. I don't think so. I just no. I think it just makes us. It makes it easier for us to cut off. It makes us easiest for us to cut off who we feel like we don't want to kind of invest in relationship. Relationship. But the people that we feel like are important in our lives, we'll keep them in our lives. But the people that have been with us for a while, we just don't see a future or we don't see as important. We can cut them off easily without thinking twice about it. You know what I mean? I mean, I still talk to people from the UAE, but I don't talk to a lot of people that I did know. You know what I mean? So I don't just cut everyone off when I. I didn't just cut everyone off when I left. I still talk to people that I think like it's worth yeah, people investing time in this person. We know how to appreciate and like prioritize people. We we are able to assess. Oh, okay, this relationship is is a is a good relationship. It's a decent relationship. It's good for me. I'm going to keep that relationship. This relationship not so good. That relationship toxic. I don't need those two in my life. I'm wrong with this person. Yeah, I definitely believe because we were exposed to so many different cultures and so many different people, our experiences show us a different viewpoint of the world. Like we see certain things, like if there's flaws, we see it uphand, like upfront. We don't give it excuses. So it's easier for us to be like, yeah, no, I've seen this before. It's not happening to me and move on. Yeah, I think you become a strong judge of like character. You, because you came across so many different types of people, you can easily say, oh, okay, I don't think I want to continue talking to this person because maybe you know it's not worth the hassle let me just move on you know so you just become a strong judge of character only because you're not exposed to the same type of person day in and day out Mm -hmm. but because you come across like a vast majority of people different personalities different backgrounds we don't invest Mm -hmm. in relationships because we don't we don't have a connection with this person so we don't it's more like we don't force a relationship and so it's easier for us to walk away from that relationship do you understand when people are in one culture they they grow up with the same people you know you spend 10 years 15 years with this this person and you share a lot of similarities with this person it's harder for you to walk away from that relationship but for us because we were thrown into a new culture and so we made friends by adapting um that way it was easier for us to see okay this person has a lot in common with me or this person we click you know so i'm going to invest in this relationship it's more like that that thought process so you guys question when you guys came back to wherever Canada, Sweden, how e- easy was it for you to assimilate? It was really hard. It was easier to adapt like in the UAE than it was here because there everyone's new to the country. Everyone's going through what you're going through. But now coming back, we have like different experiences. We're older. It's not as easy to adapt to a new place when you're older as opposed to when you're younger. So hard yeah. about it. Age is a big deal because now when we were younger, we wanted to make friends. We were very excited. You know, I'm going to a new school. It's time to make new friends. You know, we had that mentality. I did at least, you know, that's how I felt fifth grade. I wanted to meet new people. That's just how it is. But now as an adult coming back, it's more like, okay, have a conversation with this person. Okay, not interested, moving on, you know, that's just, I felt that had a big impact on the way I made relationships. Yeah, we're not as open as we were when we were kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like the innocence mm-hmm. of childhood, you know, you're like you're not really that self you're self-conscious but not to the same degree you are when you're older. It's like it's much easier to, you know, strike up playground friendships than and the thing is school. Like all most of us now we're all done university and like you yeah. have to navigate the workplace. Is that where you're going to make your friends? Like when you're a kid, you make your friends at school and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's hard mm-hmm. for me to talk to well, someone. It's not, it's really easy for me to strike Mm -hmm. up a conversation. I have, like, because of the experiences I have, I can relate to so many different people on so many different topics. But it's not like an emotional relationship. It's more like, hey, I understand you, you know, kind of relationship. 
as kids, we were so naive and we just saw the good in people and we just become friends with everyone. And it was easy to socialize with everyone, become close friends with them. But when you grow up, you just, you have your priorities and you only, you know, you only uh, invest in people that you feel like, you know, they're important or people that you, you know, everyone has their own agenda. So you're just, you're careful, you know, you have that kind of outlook where you, you don't want to talk to the wrong people and get into the wrong situation kind of thing. And I think it's like that in the workplace. Everyone, you know, everything is so professional. You're right. If we were to make friends there, everything is so professional. When you're in school, you get to know people on a personal level. And people here are so much more different than people in the UAE. People in the UAE, like automatically, even if you don't know them, it's easier to connect with them. Now, from there, do you think people believe that we lack identity? We don't know who we are or where we fit in in this world, culture-wise? Do you guys believe that's also true? I think it's just we're confused because we have, we come from so many, I mean, we have our parents' background to think about. We have where we grew up to think about. And then for, in our case, we also grew up in the UAE as well as Canada. So it's just, there's so many things going on that we're just confused as to when someone asks us where you're from, it takes us a minute, you know, to kind of respond to that. Cause we just think to ourselves, okay, what do we, where do we start? Where do we begin? I disagree with that. I don't think I like identity. I feel like because of all these experiences or whatever, I have, I have a stronger character and a stronger sense of where I do belong. Because I think, okay, earlier on, like we did struggle with that in high school, you know, growing up, everyone's either from one country, you know, they're from one country, they're in another country, that's it. But for us, like I said, that's why the definition of TCK needs to be like redone. We're from like three different, we're experiencing three different cultures. So it's kind of hard, but as an adult, I feel like this strengthened my identity. And because of this, I know what I believe in because trial and error it's like blurred lines we're a combination of like a lot of different things and so it's it's a it gets a little bit confusing i don't think we lack identity we do have um we do have a strong sense of where we are because we've you know been to different places and we know kind of where our parents are from we've traveled to this country we've been here we've been there but it's just a matter of it's not as simple as oh you know my parents are from here and i live here and that's it i think what mukhair is talking about is how when we were in the UAE, people would ask us, okay, where are you from? Because everybody's from somewhere, right? And most of the time, we would answer, I'm Somali. Like, very rarely did I answer I was Canadian. Because people there, like, there's so many people there who have um, their uh, different citizenships and ethnicities. Like, us, our citizenship is Canadian, but we're ethnically Somali, and or we're Somali-Canadian. A lot of people there were like that. So they would disregard your passport, quote-unquote, nationality, and they would look at your ethnicity. So I would go around saying I'm Somali. Somebody who's Palestinian British would be like, I'm Palestinian, et cetera, et cetera. So because we associated so much with that, later on, like I remember when I graduated from university, people a lot of people didn't know I was Canadian. They all thought I was just Somali from Somalia. Like they did not know that I had a whole I was born and raised in Canada. So See. later on, after yeah, so after associating with just being Somali for so long and then coming back is a little bit disorienting like because people here associate pure like mostly with being canadian it was pretty fun telling your whole life story to someone when they ask you the simple question where are you from <laughs> you start from scratch <laughs> yeah and people here the thing is the difference between somali us and somalis here is that if you were to ask a somali here they like majority of them would be like oh you know canadian or if they were to go to the uae they'd be like oh i'm canadian somali but us like the first thing that came to our mind oh we're somali 
like very rarely would we say, oh, we're Canadian. You know, that would barely ever happen unless they really ask the questions. Oh, why? Where, why is your English so good? They always say that. Why is your Why is your English good? Then da, 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 da. then you'd have to kind of like get into the detail of, oh yeah, you know, we were raised here, da da da, da and all that. I agree with you, Stahid, in the sense that we really do know our roots because we'll because of how much we had to kind of answer that question in the UAE. But that was later on. I feel like when I first went there and anyone asked me, I'd say I was Canadian. I didn't say I was Somali. And gradually I started to tell, then I stopped telling people I was Canadian and I started telling people I was Somali. Where yeah. are you really from? That question, yeah. you know, would open a can of worms. So mm-hmm. just go straight to the punch. Don't even bother. Yeah, so it, was, it wasn't something we just started off saying when we first moved there. It was something that gradually transitioned into saying we're Somali and knowing we're Somali like even for me no no one no one knew I was Canadian until after they'd be like what really that's where you live that's where you're born like yeah about this whole being a third culture kid like getting to know who I was and my identity like I got used to that like maybe even like over the last couple of years right mm-hmm. but what right now is something that's always on my mind is thinking about where I'm gonna live in the future mm-hmm. like how comfortable are you with not living in the country you're born in and living abroad for the rest of your life, potentially. Very comfortable. Yeah, extremely comfortable. But where do you consider home? You know, include Somalia. So Somali, UAE, Sweden, or Canada? Probably the UAE because mm-hmm. we've lived there before and we're used to everything. But there are some mm-hmm. things that I don't nope, disagree nope, nope. with, that I don't agree with in the UAE. No. What about you? I, I, would never you? Ever, I would never ever pick the UAE. I'd pick Canada, hands down. Me too. I mean, if if my family just moved back, then 100%. The only reason why I'd want to live in the UAE now is because the rest of them are there. Family's there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd I don't, pick Canada too. I don't think, I, I don't think I'd want to live in Canada, like, to be real. I don't think I'd want to live here forever. But the thing is, about the UAE, specifically about the UAE and other Gulf countries, you have to remember that you're always going to be a visitor there. That was a huge problem with us living there. Maybe And probably a reason why we had kind of identity issues at the same time and there were so many guests there as well that's, because that's you are like, a guest. i know i know and another thing that i don't agree with is the way they treat people like they're the whole class system and all of that i don't agree with that either but in the sense of somewhere where i feel kind of at ease with it's the uae i don't know if it's because i lived there for a long time for 10 years or what it is but i know that maybe if i live here long enough i'll find canada to be home but for now it's the uae it's not something i'm like hundred percent proud of but it's just it's such a it's not a no, good it's place. awesome there so no it's not it's because there's so many no well they have awesome. so many human it's rights not, issues they have so many problems there but it's just it's it's when you live somewhere for long enough you just become used to it what do you think that's a difficult question because i i, I don't know about canada but in sweden the 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 politics is currently going on. If you don't know, Europe is becoming really far right. <laughs> so it's, it's soon is not it's not really a safe place to be. I I don't think there's any place that's safe enough. But I personally do not know. I would I would rather the thing is like if I want to choose one place, I would choose to raise my children just in that one place. I would not do the whole moving. Like, I can't, I don't think I can move somewhere front and back and whatever. Because I just believe that it just confuses the kids. And it's just, it, it confused me when I was a child that I moved for the country. And then things, I didn't speak English that well. I think maybe that I had a problem with. It's like English was not my first language. 
So I had the language barrier and I couldn't really connect with people who were speaking English for a lot of people were English speakers. So I don't know a city that I would or a country that I would be able to just move out. I don't. Sweden's far right. Really, God knows what's going to happen there. Somalia is out of the question. To be decided. I'm on the same boat as Zahra. Like for me, I'm happy for you guys that you guys could choose a definitive answer. But for me, it's just every place when you... When I list everything down, like Somalia, Canada, and Dubai, and I just, the cons are all weighed out. They're all this balanced. So for me, they're all the same. Like, I can move to any country. That's why I meant I can live anywhere in the world. Because for me, I don't have any particular loyalty or particular um, gravitation toward any of those countries. I think you just have to re- think about what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. which what kind of standard of living you want? Yeah. yeah. And based on that, you make your decision because, exactly. like you yeah. said, everywhere has their pros and cons. Exactly. But the one thing I think mm-hmm. we can all agree about is that I don't think, as much as I love being a third culture kid, I don't think I put my kids through that because that's just yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. I don't know, but don't you guys think that it it really shaped who it. you are as people? Yeah. yeah. Like what I was gonna say is, like, don't you I, feel like you guys are different than? the other Somali walking down the street in Toronto. Like, I feel yeah. like it gives you personality. It gives you character. The fact that, that we've edge. been to so many different countries, it gives you that edge. We've seen so many different things. I feel like I would, I wouldn't mind my kid being, you know, a kid that's been to different countries and that's seen different things, you know, it gives them a lot of life lessons. So it I does, it does give life lessons, but yo, identity crisis is a bitch. Like it's, it's already hard enough. Like, I'm more than happy. Yo, every summer, those three months, we're going to go everywhere in the world. Like, choose a country, Somalia every summer. Yeah, let's do that. Or, like, one Inshallah, you have the kind of money for that. Inshallah, make it die right now. Make it die. I mean, yeah. But anyways, I, I love the idea of traveling around the world because it's becoming a global world now. It's not like people aren't as isolated as they used to be. But at the same time, spending 10 years of your life in one place and then t- another 10 years in a different place. Yo, that's not easy. Let's just uh, mention that the fact that our parents didn't move around because they wanted to and they thought it was fun, it was based on the situation. So it's not like they moved us around because they thought, oh, let's go check out this new place and they left. So it's not something that you do because you want to do. You do because you have to do it. So you wouldn't intentionally think, okay, I'm going to move my kids around every year. Those reasons, though, they were positive reasons. Like you have to think about the aftermath and the consequences of that and we've been through that so i'd like to think that if we were to be put in that situation what are the I consequences we'd have, we'd have more what's the aftermath the aftermath okay we want we want in certain things like oh being able to make friends and all that but the identity crisis and like knowing that where you are is not your home is not easy either mm-hmm. also the sense of loyalty like confused loyalties what what flag do yeah. you wear on july 1st <laughs> For example, that's that's exactly. Or am I wearing the Canadian flag, (laughs) or am I waving that Somali flag? Actually, you'd still be confused if you're in Canada. Why can't you wave both? Why can't you wave the the Somali land or whatever Somalia flag on? You know, June. When is what was the days? May 18 and July 1st, (laughs) and with Canadian flag July 2nd. Like, why can't you do both? I don't see that. I I I know. but that and takes Hafsa. time to get to that point that's the whole thing we're talking even about. if you're in canada yeah. you'd still be confused what do you mean you guys you'd be confused in canada guys. too yeah yeah you'd be confused in canada but i think you would get to a state of homeostasis much yeah. earlier i just recently me and my big age i just recently got used to being some other canadian okay and you know having that whole third culture thing you know arab you know uae shit swimming around you know 
think, but you know I just what? got used you've to that. Been, you've been through it. You're a third culture kid. So when you have kids, you know exactly what to tell them, what to teach, you know, teach them how to let them know and how to get them used to what they are, you know, their identity. So you've been through it. You have an experience. You, by the time you have kids, you'll be a master at it. So when you raise your kids, just let them know, listen, this is the situation. And, you know, when you grow up, you're, you're Somali, you're Canadian, you're wherever you'll be. If you'll be in Canada, you're Canadian. If you'll be in the UK, which most probably you will, you're a Londoner or whatever. High key, though, being Ayal Asir as well as being Sewalahi. This concludes episode one. Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Twitter, and Instagram. In every episode, we will be shouting out a charity of our choice involving raising funds for the drought in Somalia. This week's charity is Somali Famine Relief 2017, headed by Liban Adam. The link for it will be in the description below. Thank you for listening to Abwan Chronicles. See you next time.